Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of On the Money, the number one small business show on Business Radio X. Uh, On the Money is presented by Embassy National Bank, a nationally chartered financial institution. Our deposits are insured by the FDIC. And on this show, if you've listened to before, you know this, we discuss topics designed to help small businesses succeed because at Embassy National Bank, we're proud of how we help small business. I'm your host, Joe Moss. I'm the president over at the bank. And welcome to the Subaru of Gwinnett studio. And we are inside the beautiful Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Uh, The Sinesta is located at I-85 and Pleasant Hill and is a wonderful place for meetings, lodging, weekend getaways, you name it. So today we've got a, a, a good subject to discuss. We welcome Becky Berry to the show. Becky, hello. Hey, Joe. How are you? Good. And um, Becky is the president and owner of Becky Berry Coach. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Right. And um, you're, I'm going to let you tell everybody what you do. I'm a career coach. Okay. I help women reimagine their lives and work. It, I specialize in working with women who are reentering the workforce after some time out to have a family, take care of elderly relatives or whatever. I, I stayed at home for 12 years, so I, I have a unique uh, point of view on how to get back in into work and how to get over what I call mommy brain, where you think you're, you you really underestimate your value in the workforce. Talk a little bit more about mommy brain. I like that. I hadn't heard that before. Well, de- depending on how long you've stayed at home, you know, you've cooked hundreds of meals, changed a lot of diapers, done a lot of carpool, and you, you feel like one of my girlfriends in book club put it really great. She goes, I'm just going to hang my um, Cornell degree over the diaper pail. They feel like, you know, that you can get this feeling like you've checked your intelligence and your drive and all of the stuff you had before you became a mom, you know, at the door when you take this big, huge, on this big, huge new challenge of, you know, of raising a family. And as a society, we pay a lot of lip service to valuing that, but we really don't understand the the work value, the the maturity, the things that happen as you as you are taking care of your family. And that's that's what I call mommy brain is you just think, all I'm good for is a PTA meeting and, you know, da, da, da. And that's just not true. Well, I happen to uh, be married to a, an excellent home. My wife is really understands how to take care of a home and un- take care of me. And has, as I said, she said, well, what do I tell people I've done for the last 15 years? And I said, tell her you've raised two rocket scientists. There you go. Um, Lots of us have raised rocket scientists, just saying. They didn't get to be rocket scientists by themselves. Right. And our children have grown up to be wonderful uh, folks in society. One's a, a nurse. The other is a uh, has a master's degree in business and communications. The one that's a nurse take care, takes care of little babies in very trying times. Oh, wow. Like neonatal. And I'm sorry. Is she a neonatal nurse? What, she was in the intensive care cardiothoracic area. <sighs> Uh, but has since moved over into the post anesthesiology area because that she is now a mother and the 
significant stress associated with worrying about these little babies' lives over in cardiothoracic was just a little bit more than she wanted to do for more than about five years. Right. But anyway, I applaud lady, women at home because, like my wife, they're incredibly organized. They have to be. Right. And in most cases, extremely intelligent. Yeah. Well, I have clients who are returning to work. They've been home three years, five years, 20, 13. Some of these women have MBAs. You know, they, but they made this choice because the great thing about 2017 and the, you know, in the, in the 29th, end of the 19th and beginning of the 21st century is we had choices. So we could either keep working or we could stay at home. And just because you are earning a certain amount of money doesn't mean you automatically keep working. Mm-hmm. A lot of really successful women take time off. And it's still hard to reenter because it's just such a different mindset. Right. And of course, now we have this, all the technology stuff. And, and, and so many women feel like one down and irrelevant because they don't, they don't get technology. And I always just say, well, you just really haven't needed to use it the way you'd use it in business, but you can do this. Right. So I think, I think there's just this, um, I think, I think it just becomes hard. And when women start to think about going back to, back to work, their kids are in middle school and high school. And you watch this, right, with your wife, because this is what happened to me, too. You know, in elementary, you know, preschool, elementary school, you got lots of stuff you're doing with other moms. Right. Right. You're at the bus stop. You're doing PTA. You're doing this, that, the other. You have a community. Soccer, softball, baseball. And you have a community of other mothers who are going through the same thing. But then you start thinking about going back to work and your kids are middle school and high school and the community's not as tight. Correct. Because the kids are more independent. Things are happening. And there's not really a community of women who get together and talk about, oh, my gosh you know, I think I'm ready to go back to work. It's, what are you going to do? How are right. we going to do this? You right. know, you want to do this with me kind of right. thing. Right. And that's just a really critical part to build each other up. And, and that's if, that's what I do as a coach. And but by I the way, I would suggest it's okay, in fact, good to think like that and be talking like that because yeah. there is a major cliff coming right. in our experience. There is a major cliff and it's not the cliff. It's kind of a step down when they go off to college. Oh, my gosh, right? I know. I've done it. I've got, we have a um, a his and ours right. family, and my husband was a lot older than me. So I've got kids in their 40s and kids in their 20s. Right. So it's really different when they're all gone. Right. It's just the, the, the one of my current clients who's been home for 20 years, that's it. Her, right. her last one went off to um to college, and she's like, okay, now what am I going to do? Well, we noticed it was a step down when they go to college. Mm-hmm. And then we noticed when they got married and moved out, we fell off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the cliff. Yeah. And you think that, and all, I think going to college, all that does is prepare you for the ultimate falling off the cliff. Right. Which is when they marry and move out, hopefully. Yeah. Um, not everybody does, but in our case, our children did. And uh, that was a big that was the big change. Well, and, and for women, I have a, a meetup group. There's a um, there's an app called Meetup and a website called Meetup.com where people can organize um, people into groups of like-minded people are going through similar experiences. And I created created one called Next Chapter for Women. Mm-hmm. It's an Alpharetta. And women who are going through whatever transition it is, divorce, kids going to school the first time, Mm -hmm. kids going to middle school, high school, empty nesters. We have all of that Mm -hmm. in our group. And we talk about it. We talk about what these things have in common, what they don't, all the shared wisdom of all these women sitting around the table. 
is an amazing thing to behold. All right. So as a small business person and I and I um I'm expanding and I'm growing and I need to hire people, why should I consider bringing a lady out of the out of the home back into the workforce? What kind of things can I expect? Well, women who are reentering the workforce are really motivated. They're brave too because it takes a lot of guts to do that. Mhm. It, it can take people five or 10 years to get around to it. It's so, so scary. So when, you're, when you give a second look to that woman who is older and has more experience, you should pay attention to the presence she brings when she comes into the room. These mm-hmm. women are stable. They have all the soft skills you could ever want. <laughs> Most of them, you know, when you look at that resume right. and you see PTA, did it, you know, like 100 volunteer things, pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's somebody who's hyper-organized. That's somebody who knows how to get things done. Right. That's somebody who knows how to manage a project, who ne- knows how to deliver things in an environment where they have virtually no control. People forget this. When you're like doing stuff at school and PTA and with other volunteers. That's tough to leave. You, there's no control. You're not paying anybody. Right. You know. They can uh, vote with their feet. Right. Exactly. So these women know how to deal with that. They know how to deal with conflict. They, so many of them worked before they had kids. And they're incredibly, they're incredible. In terms of my wife and what we've gone through, they are incredible negotiators. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's uh, like parenting 101. Right. You know, it um, should be. They should give us a book on negotiation, like in the hospital. Right. So I, I agree with you with, with the skill set. And they're willing to learn, Joe. So many of these women, you know, if you, if you do go back to work, after you've been at home, you've, you've, you've made that huge, gigantic leap of faith that I can do this. You've built yourself up. You've gotten a coach like me mm-hmm. who's helped you build yourself up. And you, and you go back to work. They're willing to learn stuff. They're not like shut down and closed off. They have new, new eyes. You're bringing these new eyes into your mature business. They're, um, like I said, they're motivated. And they're motivated to learn. They're motivated to be a key player. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter where you bring them in. If you put them at the reception desk, please don't. But if you do. They're motivated to learn what whatever else is going on in your business, right? And that's that's that, that's that drive, right? And I, and I understand that. Now, the the uh, the ladies that come in and have, uh, say, an MBA or a graduate degree or a lot of experience or something, and the, and they've left for fifteen years, twenty years, should they go back? Should they promote that, or should they? When they promote it to the prospective employer, what are what's the employer thinking? Well, that, that, that there's no longer relevant or what? Well, one of the things I encourage women to do as they're going back is to become relevant. We live in a world where you can learn anything you want to almost for free sure. online. Sure. And YouTube and Google. I have my clients on that all the time because what it does is it helps you update your skills. But the most important things is it updates your language because, come on, Joe, mm-hmm. Excel is just, what did we used to call those things when we wrote it all down? It's just the same thing and it's automated. Right. So people like put all this, like, like this, like it's some kind of magical thing. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's a typewriter with a brain mm-hmm. and you can learn to do it. Right. You can learn to do it, but you need to learn how people talk about it now. Correct. And if you want to go back, say you have an MBA, you were an accountant, whatever, you need to just learn, take a few minutes and learn some new stuff, learn how people are doing it now, taste some of the um, some of the programs and apps that people are using to do it so that you can walk in 
And this isn't about the companies, Joe. This is about the women. So you can walk in with your shoulders back going, I am relevant. Mm-hmm. I am, and you can do that how, for how, free. How do you, what do you say to the, uh, to, the, to the lady that, as a result of making decisions early, was unable to progress uh, either career-wise or educationally and went ahead and ended up in the, in the mommy world? And yeah. now at the, at the back end, she finds herself, I mean, I know they're brilliant, organized and everything, but they, how do they, how do you get them to feel relevant? Same thing. Same thing. There's so much. Well, I'm going to talk about a little bit about how I coach. Okay. Because this is how I do it with women. And, and some women are, have the ultimate gift and they have friends that do this with them Mm -hmm. who can coach them through this, who are already working or whatever. But the women who come to me, the first, first thing I do is, is we, take this really awesome assessment that's kind of marketing oriented and it gives these new words, them new words to describe themselves. Lingo. Yeah. But it's, and it's like pop, it pops. It's not like some of these Myers-Briggs and all these like real heavy duty things. And they attach to that. So we start building you up. So you get to think about yourself in a new way. The courses, Mm -hmm. you know, the courses, I have a list, you know, and I'm I'm looking at what the the women are interested in and I have suggestions. And a lot of these women, I suggest technology careers and they all go, no, I don't want to be a programmer. And I'm like, well, you don't have to be a programmer. Here are the other ways you can access this because I I did my first startup in technology in 1985. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing this for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so it's just opening their eyes to the possibilities that are out there and how to acquire the skills they need to get their foot in the door. Because you can imagine, once that foot is in the door, you're golden. Mm-hmm. You know, once they get you in the door, once you've learned how to present yourself and your skills in, in, a, in a way that fits what a company's looking for, Katie, bar the door. Well, I'll, I'll submit that a lot of moms are actually experts, experts on social media. Exactly. That's one of the ones, that's the first one I always suggest. I'm like, are you on Facebook? Yeah. Do you do Snapchat? Well, my kids do. I'm like, yeah, so you're on Snapchat. There's a career tweet, right there. That social media manager right, right there. Right. And they're like, really? That's a job? I'm like, yeah, that's a job. You're, uh, and um, in, in my wife's case, she's been able to build a couple of businesses, and she uses uh, Facebook now as a marketing tool professionally. So, you know, she doesn't realize what a whiz she is. Um, not only in the business that she's in, but also with her ability to market herself. She markets herself better than most businesses do. In fact, I've seen businesses that are very confused about social media, including ours, and how to proceed with all that. We're scared of it. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Well, and, you know, I know with banks, because I work with people who are bankers, and we have to talk about how do you do your LinkedIn and this and that. I'm like, listen, you're not selling anybody anything. Mm -hmm. You're just selling you. Mm -hmm. You know, you're just marketing yourself. So, just do it. I think that's, I think that's really true. And it's being able to draw those lines to, to show them how, what they're doing on Facebook right now, Instagram, all those things, how that can apply to a job, but also how it could apply to another job, how you could do something bigger. Because I've got to just tell you this, I got to be honest. I love technology. I love getting women into technology careers because then they can be independent. Mm-hmm. So I wanted if, to get to that. If, you know, you know the, if that's your bent, right? If that's your bent, then you can be a contractor. Right. You know, you can do all like your wife is doing. Right. You can do all of this work on your own terms. Correct. And still take care of your family or elderly parents as they age or whatever, whatever it is 
you want your lifestyle to be. When you when you're in an in demand field and the right one for you, then you know you just write your own ticket. Mm-hmm. That's let me two things. Ladies say that oh, I don't know, I want to go into technology, but we are all in technology Thank nowadays. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. We yes. are all in technology. Then the other thing is I've learned is that back in the day I wasn't learned how I didn't I was never taught how to type. That was demeaning <laughs> to teach someone in typing. You know, that's what everybody else did. So we're not going to teach you how to type. But well, that's an incredible skill. Well, that's crystal ball, dude. It just wasn't there, was it? You know, and if man, I wish I'd learned how to type. My son, very smart young man, is hundred words a minute. Yep. And it's it's a talent that he doesn't realize how beneficial that is. Well, it just makes his life easier. Right. Because I taught myself how to type when I was 16, and that's how I made a living when I graduated from the University of Georgia with a degree in, yes, wait for it, history. But, you know, I paid for it. That's what I was going to do. But that's how I acquired, this is my eighth career that I, like, count. The whole first part of my career was executive assistant kind of work. I published Mm -hmm. magazines. I did all these things. Mm -hmm. So when I'm working with women who are reimagining themselves, I've done that over and over and over again. Instead of coming at this from an HR perspective, which is where a lot of coaches come from, Mm -hmm. I come from it from having changed jobs over and over again and knowing when it's time to leave. Sometimes I left before I needed to, but, you know, those kind of things. And it's um, it just helps me provide a different point of view and to to build them up, build their um, their risk tolerance up. Okay, Um, let me talk to you about the from the business owner perspective how should they decide where to put this talent that is now sitting there and and i guess that's a kind of a leading question because you let you make them sit down and do a lot of testing right to figure out where are you from your perspective the most qualified right so that to me i think that's very important so that way you can target in mm-hmm. terms of where you think you can be important to, right. the, to the business owner? Well, I think there are a couple of ways you can approach it. Because I'm, I'm working on this technology program that I told you about. We're not going to talk a whole lot about it for, on, this, on this podcast. But I'm working on this concept of apprenticeships. Where did apprenticeships go? You know, those are really important things. We, I call it mentoring, but yeah. Well, well an apprenticeship, no, no it's, it's more than mentoring. Okay. It's actually doing the work. Okay. It's actually doing the work with somebody who's doing the work. Like you'd have an apprentice blacksmith or, okay. you know, back when we had, you know, those those different kinds of skills, hard skills all the mm-hmm. time. Uh, there's there's that idea. But there's also the idea, if you're a small businessman, the n- person, excuse me, I have a million girlfriends in right, small business right, right, right. that own small businesses. If you're a small business person, you need somebody who's flexible. Mm-hmm. So I'd bring them in, see where your biggest area is, try them out, you know, set the table. Here's what we need. What do you think? How are you thinking about this? And then go from there. Mm-hmm. And and be strategic because you're not bringing in a 23 or 24-year-old. Right. You're bringing somebody in who has perspective and um, a, a different... A lot of perspective. Right, and a lot of background. And if you... If you make it possible for that person to bring all of that forward, plus everything they know about their skills and and um, how they work, and they get to use those, come on, you know this, Joe, then you just go, your business just goes crazy mm-hmm. because those people are being able to work at their best. Right. And then that brings, every, you know what? And it brings everybody else up too. 
a lot of these women are leaders. Mm-hmm. They would never label themselves as leaders. Well, they have to be. But I do. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no, you write this down on your pad right now. Yeah. I am a leader. Well, my wife is a natural leader. I right? mean, she's led the household for years. My 32, dad, to imagine, as my, a matter of fact. My dad always called my mom a household engineer. He goes, this is engineering, man. Like nothing I ever had to do. <laughs> Boy, just being chairman of the board, just being everything. Right. That's interesting. Um, going back to something else, if you're in coming into the workplace, you've been out. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that you've got good experience. Uh, you had a a degree. All those things is should you target the top? Should be should you be just looking for a way in the door? How do you what? How should they think? Well, of course, it depends. Okay. It, it totally depends on, on when you left, how you left, how long ago you left. I, I don't ever target the bottom. Let me no, just put it that correct. way. And yeah, I yeah, was yeah. I was networking earlier today, and somebody goes, oh, I need to look for entry level. I'm like, don't you dare look right. for entry right. level. Are you right. kidding? Right. You're let's, not 23 years old. Let's find out what your skill set is. Right. And let's target it, target it in the right place. Right. Because in my coaching process, I focus as much on the company as I do on the job. Mm-hmm. Because you know this. If a person believes in the mission of your company and how you deliver on that mission, right. that's the person you want working for you. Right. And then we start looking for jobs. And so then we have an idea or I, we can figure out how this might work for you. And we do a, these, these, all of my clients do a lot of work on this. Themselves. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you go find out what this is. Right. You go Google it, Indeed, LinkedIn, whatever. You go do this research and see what resonates with you. But this is like a big, gigantic part of what we do is because the more you read, the more you try on those for a fit. Mm-hmm. I have them like, I'm like, I want you to look for this job that you think you want. And I don't care if it's in California, Boston, Florida. I just want you to keep reading about what people in this job do right. to see if that really resonates with you. And then we just keep narrowing in. And what happens is we begin to see the relationship of the skills and what sh- what she can bring to the table and how she can go forward. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how we inform figuring out what job, what level. And, and, and this brings up a great, great thing that, well, it's not great. It's a horrible thing that women do. A woman will not apply for a job unless she's 100% qualified. And this is a, a study, a Harvard study on this. Men will apply for that job if they're 35% qualified. Guilty. And that's not guilty. <laughs> that's how <laughs> this, this is honestly, we talk about this every time I'm with a group of women, I'm networking, there's a presentation, whatever. We talk about this every time. This is why I was just with the head of women in technology in um, Georgia this morning, and we were talking about mentors versus sponsors. Mm-hmm. A sponsor will lift you up. Well, go, you have to do this more than mentoring you. What if you, what if you? A sponsor is there when you're not in the room mm-hmm. to make you go for things. One of the, um, the CIO of Southern Company retired recently, and she became the CIO without a whole lot of technical background mm-hmm. because she had a sponsor who said, you are going to apply for this job. She's like, no, I'm not. I have a client who's a professor at a college in Boston, and we were looking at these jobs at this college she really wants to work for. And one of the and one job was okay, but one job was written for her. Mm-hmm. Like she sat down and this would be my ideal job, but it said she had to be able to do grants. 
She goes, well, Becky, I don't do grants. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you I'm just, like, no, no, just, uh-uh. No, no. This is, this is even better than that, Joe. Okay. This is even better than that. She's like, I'm not applying for the job. I'm like, you are applying for the job. She got the job. They took the grants off. Wow. Okay. Okay. Because she was the right person. Right. Right. And that's what happens to guys. They, you know, when you hire, mm-hmm. you know what you're looking for. I know when I hired, I'm hiring you for your top skill. Mm-hmm. And I'm figuring that by the time you get to me, you figured out how to handle all those things you're not great at. Mm-hmm. Right. I want your top skill. That's why that's why I want you with me. You and want, that's what I focus on. A good business owner is looking for good people first. Yes. Right. Yes. You we are listening to Becky Berry and on on the money. We're talking about uh, getting uh, homemakers back into the workforce. And it's a uh, subject near and dear to my heart because I think this is a very, very qualified, untapped labor pool. Oh, my God. Overlooked. Overlooked, Overlooked. untapped, but extremely qualified. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about this. In today's world of mass resume publication and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) I think you're getting to my favorite subject. So how do you apply? How do you make yourself different? You don't apply like that. You never, ever, ever. Can I say that again? You never, ever apply on Indeed. What are the chances of getting callbacks in that environment? Zero and none unless you're technical. Right. If you're an engineer or you're like a software engineer, you will get a callback. Nobody Nobody else will. You network your way in. LinkedIn. Boy, I can't tell you how many people I've put on LinkedIn kicking and screaming only to find their job through not who they knew on LinkedIn, but who somebody they knew knew. Because you never right. get it through the first connection, Correct. right? Right. We know this in networking. Right. You you might refer somebody to you know you might refer somebody to me, but you're more likely to refer somebody that somebody you know knows to me as a coach. And that LinkedIn is the same thing. I also I te- I teach networking. Not only do I teach it, I do it with them. And for introverts, I can hear them all out there going, I'm not networking. I'm like, yes, you are. And here's our plan. Networking is really important, isn't it? It is because it's that connection. You get in front of somebody. They know who you are. They've seen your face. They've heard your voice. Here's the question. Should they pay the 25 bucks to get in the door? So a lot of these networking events. Depends. Depends on what it is. I, it, it, it really depends. And that's, again, that's part of, that's part of the process of learning what it is. And you know what? There's going to be some trial and error. You might think this is really going to be a great networking thing. And you come out and you go, that was nothing. Right. That was nothing. But, but here's the thing. I was born to network. So this is just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, it's a favorite thing that I do, but I know not. I know somebody like you, so go ahead. So very few people like to do that. So I encourage them to like, look at those moments that didn't work as, as a great trial run because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have gone out otherwise. Mm-hmm. You, this wouldn't have happened otherwise. So I think those are good in there. You know, churches have um, job network things like Roswell United Methodist Church has a huge one. North Point has one. And those are really good, too. Mm-hmm. They, they're great sources to network. They have like the jobs that they put out. Those are those are people they have relationships with. And it's all about the relationship. And I think for for a successful career, job placement, however you want to look at for anybody, mm-hmm. it's that it's that relationship and that connection. Okay. Um I'm an employer, I'm a small businessman, and my 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 question to the interviewee is what's your experience? And so I'm thinking 
Uh, this person has been in the labor force for uh, 15 years. This one's just been at home. Mm-hmm. Um, how old-fashioned is that thinking? Really? And really detrimental to your business? Really detrimental to I your business? Because I would submit this person may have a comp, uh, a, an equivalent 20 years of experience. That would be my thought. That would be my thought. So how as a business person do I well, you ho- to get over the get over the, the hurdle? Because I know a lot of people that think that way. Well, what? she's not qualified. How do you or, know? No, she's not qualified right. and she doesn't have the experience. That's that's a double. That's a double thing. Okay. It's education on both sides. It's mm-hmm. knowing how to write a resume and a cover letter and present yourself mm-hmm. that gives people a level of comfort about your experience. Mm-hmm. And then it's the education on the business side, like you said, that do you really think this person can't do this just because they were home? Or are you just looking at resumes? And, you know, please, you've hired a lot of people, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know how hard it is to know who a person is based on that resume? Impossible. Right? Right. That's nothing. That's why I love LinkedIn. That summary. Mm -hmm. I want you to go on LinkedIn this afternoon and look at how few summaries there are. But LinkedIn is social media, so it's first person. So if you write a summary that tells who you are as a professional person and put it on there, then now, Joe, you have a little taste of that person that you can't get from a cover letter. Right. Right? right. You've got 2,000 characters to just do this in a really strategic way. And it's just foolish to hire based on a resume. I would I would submit that if a, if a woman gives you a resume and she's been at home and she has all these volunteer things and she's done this work and she's she's she presents this on her resume, you're doing yourself a disservice not to at least have a phone interview with her. Right. And on on the employee side or the, the job searcher side, mm-hmm. you said it early, but I guess I want to go back to it. This is a uh, monumental step, isn't it? Oh, gee. It is so hard. And here's here's these feelings that women have when this happens. And, and you're just going to go, what? They're, they feel shame. And they feel dread. The shame is, I should have been thinking about this all along. What, when? Mm-hmm. When was that going to happen? Mm-hmm. And dread because of what you just said. I'm going to give this resume to somebody and they're going to, oh, she's been home and this guy's been working for 15 years. So I'm why, talk, why bother? Why bother? You know, right. that's, and, and honestly, Joe, that's what happens. Right. Only 40% of the women who go back to work are working at the capacity that they could be working at because of this very reason is people don't understand how to um, interview them, how to recognize the power that they're bringing in the door, right. how to recognize these things. Right, right. And um, and and then the other thought is that, that you're coming from a fairly, I mean, you have a lot to do. You're very, very busy, but you're, the time is yours in a lot of respects. Right. And then you're going, oh, my God, I'm going to have to get on 400 mm-hmm. or, you know, all these things. You just got to get over that, right? Yeah, you do. You do. Or, you, well, you just have to decide. You have to decide what you want. Here's what happens a lot. And, in, in, you know, this will be out here, too, in, in Duluth, is that women in Alpharetta don't want to drive to Sandy Springs or Buckhead, but they want to work with these happening companies. I'm like, well, babe, they're not in Alpharetta. Right. <laughs> you know, so you have to pick how you, how you want to do this. And that's, you know, just all that part of the company criteria. But you really do have to know how to do this. I have this awesome deck of cards that's work values. It's like 52 work values. Did you know there were 52? I mean, that no. somebody could like. I think I've seen 30. 
And it's awesome. So we we use that and we work at that. And we, you know, and they're different shades of different values. And we really work that hard to cement that in. Mm -hmm. Because you can go, oh, yeah, but I really want to work for this company. But then I want to be here for the games. I'm like, "Uh, excuse me. There's this saying, you know, you can have it all, but you just can't have it all at the same time. Right, right. That's that's where that comes into play. And it's just this reimagining yourself with when you're just jumping out into the unknown and you know you're a middle-aged woman and we all, you know, middle-aged women are basically invisible, which, by the way, is a superpower in case people didn't remember that. It's a shame, by the way. <laughs> well, it, it's a shame and it can work in your favor. Yeah. You, right. can, you can do it. But I get away with a lot of stuff because people don't don't notice me. Right. It's, it's, it's hard to do. So it's hard to know where to compromise where to go, okay, I'm going to do this to get my foot in the door and how much you need to do. I know that the, that the pool of workers is shrinking. So if you want to ignore all of these Gen X women and the end of the baby boomers women, who are you going to hire? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you going to settle for instead of upping your game, right. upping your hiring game and learning about these women and how to interview them and what to look for? And by the way, we've been, and, and I should point out that we've been talking about, at least I have, the um, the homemaker, you know, this is a choice mm-hmm. as opposed to, I got to get back out there. And there are a lot of folks. That Most of my clients had to get back in. Have to get back out there. And that, and you know, in, um, it's sad in a lot of cases, but you got to get over that hurdle. It is. Well, that's that's part of that next chapter thing, because I've got a lot of women who are going through divorce. Four years ago, my husband died suddenly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. So you, you just have to figure out how to go forward. The best thing you can do is is find, create, whatever, a support system, people who support you. And this doing community, what you're doing. Right. Building this community that supports you in what you're doing, because just like when you start a business, when you started that bank, I bet there are people who went, are you nuts? Are you really going to do this? And you don't need those people in your life. Right. You don't need anybody in your life who goes, why are you going back to work? Right. It's all cushy here. Why are you going? Get rid of them. You want people who are like, go for it. What can I do to help you? Right. And I think you have to set that as your objective and study it and then figure out that, that this is really what I want to do. And so I know there's going to be stuff that keep me from doing it, but I've got to figure out where do I think I'll fit best. There's going to be mm-hmm. pluses and minuses. Put the minuses behind you and move forward. Right, and try it. And it's it's hard. That's why that's why I coach mm-hmm. because I I have a deep, deep, deep understanding of what this is like, and I and I know how to help people get past that. Yeah, and there's an economical there's an economics piece of this too, which is you do have a cost of your time. There is a value to your time. Yeah. So you've got to say, okay, my time is done doing is valued this way and now i'm going to give that piece of time away and take this so you've got it you're not worth nothing thank you you're you know you're you've got a high value so you've got to really put that into the decision don't you you're not worth well and that's right this is what you were talking about i bet when you were talking about how it can be tragic to have to go back to work because if you have to go back to work because of divorce you probably have kids at home and now you've got to pay for daycare. And now you've got to, you know, now all these these costs of you not, like you said, not being at home. 
Now these things multiply. They don't just like stay even. They multiply. They get bigger. And it's a real piece of the equation. So there's nothing wrong with setting your, uh, you may, you should set your target high. Yes. Yes. Um, don't, and, and we're, we're at the end here and, and I can't believe it's, it's been this quick, but, um, don't sell yourself short. I mean, you've got great skills. A lot of people, it's just the confidence thing. It's that, right. it's that thing on the other side of the wall. Oh, it's awfully mysterious. And, oh, it must be better than me. And da, 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 da. No. Right. You're, they're not better than you. In fact, you're probably better than they are. Right. It's, it's, that, it's, that, it's not a failure of imagination. It's you just can't picture it. And if you just take one tiny step forward, if you just take like one online class or read one more article about something right. you're interested in, you've taken that first step. Right. And and also recognize that you, yeah, you raising children and keeping the house, but it's also you have been mentoring a whole lot of uh, you know people for twenty years and right. and getting the best out of them right. for the last twenty years. Right. So you got to think of the fact that you've really created a lot of value. It's just been at a different spot. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's what we do. That's okay. what we do in coaching. And there's some articles and places online that you can look to to help you put put that as part of your pitch. Okay. Well, give us a conclusion here. Here at the end. So a concluding well, statement. A conc- <laughs> Thanks for putting me on the spot. It's fine. So if you are thinking about going back to work, mm-hmm. and it's a choice, take a little time. Mm-hmm. Explore some stuff. Take some classes online. Go sit in a go sit in a, a, a coding class or a new kind of career class. Somebody's talking about a different kind of career. Try it on. You can do all this stuff without risk. Mm-hmm. If it's sudden. Find somebody to help you. Mm-hmm. Find somebody to help you because it's a lot of stuff to marshal. Sudden or confused or. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of stuff to marshal. But, but here's the thing. You can do this. Mm-hmm. You've already done amazing things. Mm-hmm. Amazing things. So this is just a next step yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you can do it. That's good. And to the small business person, they're not inexperienced. Right. They have an incredible skill set. And they're hard workers. Don't let them escape. Take Don't sh- let them go to yeah, your competitors. You, yeah, right. So, um, in fact, hire the good person, not necessarily the skill set. There you go. Okay. All right, everybody. Um, oh, and the last thing. Yeah, you did mention that um, they think they have to be or something along this line. They don't have to con- be somebody else. Right. Be you. Right. Oh, that's the most important thing is to be you. And that's. Sometimes that's a reclaiming. That's a mommy brain thing is where you're thinking right. of. Is, is reclaiming who you are. Reclaiming those parts of yourself that, that you want to reclaim. And right. like getting it integrated with the, the new cool mommy stuff. that you, All these new skills and stuff you've learned. And presenting this new person. Right. that This new even better person. Right. Be that you. you are. Okay. Be you. All right, everybody. This has been a, a, a good show. And um, I'm glad we had a chance to talk. So, uh, Becky, thank you for being here. Uh, Becky can be reached at 404-480-0849, and her email is becky at beckyberrycoach.com. Which is also my website, beckyberrycoach.com. Beckyberrycoach.com is also the website. So that's been this week's edition of On The Money, the number one small business show on Business Radio X. Uh, Just a reminder, our our viewership, our listenership or whatever is 
Um, about 150,000 people per show, an incredible number. On the Money is presented by Embassy National Bank, and we are a nationally chartered financial institution. Our deposits are insured by the FDIC, as I said. And you can enjoy this show anytime if you go to onthemoney.businessradiox.com. You can also look us up on iTunes, and you can um, listen to it at um uh, what do they call stream it stream it on soundcloud yeah look, I, here i am technology guru not knowing what i'm talking about we're on itunes and then uh gwinnett business radio x channel on youtube we now have a uh, a video portion so with that i'm joe moss of embassy national bank and remember be careful out there leave fear in the back seat that's a big one for this for this conversation and i think the most important thing that all of us can do is to stay authentic Amen. There's no person better to sell yourself than yourself. And don't be afraid of who you are. Stay authentic. So with that, we will see you next time. <laughs>